Hello to everyone, and welcome to the final Halloween-themed Sunday coffee with the Azorian One. I am the Azorian One, as you already know, because you've seen the show before, therefore my introduction was flawed from the start. What accent? I have an accent. It's my Halloween accent. Sounds British. All right, I'm sorry. I'm not. It's the Azorian one. Hi, everyone. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Happy Sunday. Happy last Sunday before Halloween. It's almost here. It is October 28th today. On this day, October 28th, I am on before 8:30, which is great for me. It's a first. It's a how do you do it? It's a how do you do it? It's it been up since 5:45. That's why. Why I've been up since 545? Because the two monsters to my left, your right, don't know what days off are. They don't. When do they sleep in? Monday through Friday, 615, when they should be up a little earlier. When do they not sleep in? Like today, 545. I'm enjoying now, some sourdough toast for breakfast. I have my donut first because I'm a grown ass man. And of course, Phil's coffee, as always, right here. Those of you wondering, no, Phil's coffee does not sponsor anything with us. I wouldn't mind, though. Look at you, Phil's. Anytime. Boys are having their breakfast, and as I said, today is the last Sunday before Halloween. Halloween this Wednesday. So, this will be the last, this year, of my Halloween-themed episodes. As you can tell, I've set the mood. I got my, my jack-o'-lantern gang here next to me. My guards, my jack-o'-lantern guards here, standing guard for me. I also have a little buddy here, thanks to Miss Amy from our show. Got a little pop, a little Michael Myers pop there. A little Michael Myers pop. You see that guy? There he is. You see that? Say hi to everyone, Mike. The blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. That's him. Yeah. Michael Myers pop. Not a bobblehead. Don't anger him. He sits upon the mantle at the fireplace along with my two guards here. Uh, but I thought I'd have them pop in for the show. Those of you who can't see this, Sorry, I have these, uh, I'm going to say two feet, eh, no, no, maybe less than a foot and a half, tall jack-o'-lantern uh, beings, they have the heads of jack-o'-lanterns and they have bodies holding, holding certain artifacts and there's a hole up top for you to place a candle in. Those of you are wondering, wow, Steve's must be powerful because he's holding that candle and it's not burning his fingers. It's electric, electric candle. Yeah, come on, see that? This is what we should have had for last year's Halloween episode when we had Mr. Sir Aaron Carter on the show. Instead, we decided to go authentic with real candles, and that was fun. If you haven't seen that episode, go back and watch that episode. It's a fantastic episode. We're in pitch black the entire show. We have candles lit, real candles, and there may have been some hijinks and 
fire-related errors. Everything's fine. Everyone's fine. There was no reincarnations of Cain. We're good. Cain the wrestler. So, first off, before I get to... Yeah. I see that. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how much food's in their mouth. Um, first off, before I get to my shows that I want to talk about, I'm going to show you three quick books that I feel you should read if you haven't yet. They are from Jeff Loeb and Tim Tim Sale or Tim Saleh. I never got a, different, a, a, a determination on that last name. It's S-A-L-E, but I don't, I'm going to see Tim Sale. If I'm wrong, you guys say it in the comment field. I present to you the trilogy of the Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale combos. First off being The Haunted Night, right there. And this was a, you know, a little collection the two made together um, in order to make the project they wanted to make. In order to make the project they wanted to make, they had to make this. They made it, DC liked it, which went on to give us the legendary The Long Halloween. The Long Halloween. See that? That one right there. The first graphic novel I have read as a Capeless Crusader. This was it right here. This guy. This podcast is why I got this guy. Right here. Also helps out that it was inspiration for the Dark Knight trilogy. So there's that. Okay? that right there. And then the third one in the series, Dark Victory. Batman Dark Victory. Right there for you. The third story brings in Robin. It's the whole Tony Zuko angle regarding Robin and his parents. It's a great trilogy. Uh, the first two, of course, are more Halloween-based than Dark Victory is, but still part of the whole arc. What, what, uh, what happens here is right after what happens here, okay? So we have that, be right back, please. Hang on. So we got that. Don't mind the Batman pants. It's topical, the Batman pants, they're topical. Um, but definitely Haunted Night and Long Halloween are stories you can read these next few days. Um, they, very dark, um, what I remember about the Haunted Night is that you have that moment that you see in Batman Begins when Batman has Scarecrow and he tells him, uh, sorry Mr. Crane isn't here right now, but you can please leave a message. That's right in here in the Haunted Night, right there. And of course, plenty of Dark Knight moments come from the long Halloween. A lot of Harvey Dent in this. And... Dark Victory with Tony Zuko, of course, my favorite cartoon, my favorite episodes of the Batman the Animated Series uh, cartoon was the Robin's Reckoning two-parter, where he tries to get vengeance on Tony Zuko. That's also a part of the story. So, it's the aftermath of Long Halloween. Dark Victory is also the aftermath of Long Halloween. Those three, by Jeff Loeb, and again, I can't remember if it's Tim Sale or Tim Saleh, I can't remember, but these two together, Gave the Azorian one his first introduction to comic book Batman and what got me hooked on comics and being Cable's Crusader. So these guys right here, I have written a review, by the way, on all three of these books in the Cable's Crusader archives. So 
Feel free to go to our news and blog section, go back in time. You'll see my reviews on these three stories, uh, on these stories right here. So, how are you doing? That's great. Let's get another bite of my sourdough here, okay? Because it's sourdough and sourdough is awesome. Mm-hmm. You can hear the sourdough. You hear it? Yeah. That's me giving a dead look. That's what I do. Those guys. Anyway. So. Movies. TV shows. Things you can watch. Leading up to Halloween. First things first. If you've got Freeform, if you have cable, or satellite, or what have you, and you have Freeform, you most likely have... If you have Freeform, which you most likely have it, you're in the middle of 31 days of Halloween movies for family. Now, if you have that, you'll know that Hocus Pocus is on almost every hour. I wish I could say I was exaggerating. It is on almost every hour. Now, before you all start getting mad, start running amok, 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 and all that, please know, I'm a Hocus Pocus fan. I like Hocus Pocus a lot. My boys love it. I'll show it to them whenever it's on. It just kind of became the go-to for Freeform this entire Halloween season. Now, don't get me wrong, I know it's the anniversary. I know it's 20, it's 25 years old. I know it's 25 years old. Yeah. They're already gonna show it all day long on Halloween, perfectly. And if they showed it maybe twice a week, get it? They had the special 25th anniversary where they had a big old celebration. Kathy Jimmy was there live. Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker uh, did video call-ins. Had people singing, they had the kids. They had the original kids. That's great, I love that. It just kind of became an everyday thing. Like it's all they had. There's a lot of family Halloween movies they can show. But they haven't. First off, you only show the Adams family a few times and you've only and you don't show the sequel? Yeah, I know the sequel was weaker, but you still, you still show the sequel. Finish the story. Give me more Raul Julia. Give me more Angelica Houston. Give me more Christina Ricci. Okay? Christopher Lloyd. Alright? I'm not saying take away the hocus. I'm saying put a little more of the others in too. This balances out. Shocking to me is that they got somehow a version that they were able to air cut up enough of Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of a uh, Sweeney Todd, I forgot the last part, which is one of my favorite musicals. I mean, come on, it's a bloody gory R-rated musical. Why would I not like that? On Freeform, which was once Family Channel, once ABC Family. Sweeney Todd? That's a lot of editing. That's a lot of blood cutting out. That's a lot. Of, I don't. I didn't even watch it. I didn't even watch the freeform edited version of Sweeney Todd because I was afraid of how chopped up it would be. I already am someone who gets annoyed when the cursing gets edited on TBS and they say mother father. I. It's funny, but also annoying to me, and I can't watch it. I can't. I hate it. I'd rather just have <gasps> muted out or the bleep sound. I'd rather get the muted sound or the bleep, the, the no sound, the mute, where you just see their words, but no, but their, their mouth moving, but no words come out, or the bleeping. 
I'd rather have that. Give me that instead. At least I know they're cussing and you're blocking it out. When you make up fake words that they didn't say that don't match the mouth, when they're saying the F word and you, and you hear darn, I can't watch the movie when it's like that. I hate it. I hate it. I know it's funny, but I hate it. Mother, father. Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. Anyway, so I don't know how they edited Sweeney Todd. Jackson. So I don't know how they edited Sweeney Todd, but I didn't give it a shot. I didn't watch it. I didn't want to give it a shot. But other than that, other than the, the misbalance, like I said, keep Hocus Pocus where it's at. Just replay the others more or give me another variety of others. Um, they have shown Nightmare Before Christmas, very limited, because everyone's always limited on that. And by the way, Freeform does the 25th anniversary for Hocus Pocus, but doesn't have anything for Nightmare Before Christmas? I love Hocus Pocus, but I'm gonna say Nightmare Before Christmas had a bigger impact. I'm just saying. It's gonna shock me. Um, what else have they They've shown Adam's Family, they've shown Hotel Transylvania, Hotel Transylvania, well I can't say it right, Hotel Transylvania, there we go. It's been a rough morning. Um, that's been on. Uh, Paranorman has been on. Uh, uh, Haunted House, Lady Murphy. That's been on. Poor Eddie. Um, I think those are the, in the Adams Family, as I said. Um, they haven't shown Beetlejuice, which I'm very heartbroken. Because you, you give me a Beetlejuice marathon, I'm going to watch that as long as possible. I grew up on Beetlejuice. Nice model. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about the what I remember the movies are showing. But here's a here always cracks me up about Freeform when they have their their Halloween marathons of movies. They, they, Jackie, they show their uh, they show their their movies that involve witches and Dracula and witchcraft and, you know, dark figures like the Addams Family. But right promptly at eight o'clock, right back. But right at eight o'clock, you get the 700 Club. 700 Club, you finish Hocus Pocus, a story about witches answering to Satan, and then you get the 700 Club. I want that sink in for a little bit. I want that, I want that TV programming really sink into your brain. Those of you youngins who aren't aware of what the 700 Club is, it is this hour-long, think of 60 Minutes or 2020 for hard right Christians. Just just full-blown right-wing Christians. Not just Christians, full-blown right-wing political Christians. This is the show that Pat Robertson's on. Big flappier Pat Robertson. Robertson? Yeah. The one who's like 170 Sits in this chair like this. Hey, you know, you just, you just gotta, you know, that, Trump is doing everything he can, right? He's a good Christian boy, that Trump, and he's just, 
taking care of the gays. You gotta just take out the gays. So much gays out there, you gotta just, just end the gays. This is the 700 Club, okay? It's Pat Robertson, and who I believe is his wife, delivering news with a far-right Christian look, okay? This comes on right after Hocus Pocus. This airs right before another showing of the Adams Family. Is there an attempt at balance? Is that, is that what this is? We're gonna, we're gonna give you the, the witches and 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 the demons and and the scary stuff, and then you got to see big flappy-eared, crypt keeper looking Pat Robertson telling me how to live my life. Pat Robertson telling me how gays are why there's hurricanes in Florida. Mm-hmm. So if there's a way to get the 700 Club out of that whole marathon. That'd be great. This is coming from a guy who was raised Catholic, but I'm also pretty freaking free-willed lately, and I can't stand extremism. And Pat Robertson, extremism. Sorry. Anyway, there's my soapbox. So, if you have Freeform and you want your kids to watch some family-friendly Halloween stuff, watch it until 8 o'clock, and maybe take them away from the TV for an hour, because 700 Club, it's just... Right there to ruin your marathon. Anyway. So, if you're looking for grown-up adult stuff to watch that's Halloween while your kids are asleep or napping or maybe you want them to watch it at a very young age, which bring up some exclamation and warning signs. But if you do uh, and you've got Netflix, I got two shows for you you should watch. Two shows. One I finished, the other I'm about 75% done. Okay, that first one that we finished, The Haunting of Hill House. Outstanding. I, I enjoy horror, even if it's cheap, you know, not that well done horror. I'll still watch it for the entertainment value. I'll find something I like, even if it's only one or two things, I'll enjoy them. Um, but when a horror story has a really good story to it, something that keeps me glued to it, and also eerie, frightening, terrifying, whatever level of scare it is, it's going to win me over. And The Haunting of Hill House did that. So it's about this family. And it goes over a span of time from when these kids are small grown up to when they're fully grown adults. And an event has occurred at this house they lived at in the summer, called Hill House, I believe it was summer. They spent a lot of time there. And it's, so it's two parents and five kids, three girls, two boys, and one girl and one boy are twins. Um, in, the, in the flashback shots, the parents are played by Henry Thomas. Henry Thomas was Elliot in E.T., okay? He was also Leo DiCaprio's buddy in Gangs of New York. I don't remember the character's name, but he was Leo's buddy who kind of turned on him and then tried to make amends. Um, and the wife is played by Miss Carla Gugino. I have been a fan of Carla Gugino, Gugino since I first laid eyes on her. And that was the ABC series Spin City with Michael J. Fox. She played his girlfriend in the first season. She didn't come back for the second, but the first season... She was girlfriend. This is the show that Michael J. Fox did for like four or five years when he left, Charlie Sheen took over. 
Um, she was his girlfriend there, and she's also been uh, in Sin City. She was Marv's um, parole officer. She sh she showed. Yeah, uh, she was also Silk Spectre and the Watchman, the first Silk Spectre who worked with the comedian, and they had their conflict. I've been a fan of her for a very long time. She, I think she's a great actress. I think she's very talented. Love seeing her work. I do think she's very attractive. There's that as well. Um, she was also uh, in San Andreas with The Rock. She was his separated wife, ex-wife, got back together wife, not sure, but she was in San Andreas. Great actress, love her work. Uh, they play the parents in this show. And the other actors, the other actors, I can't tell you exactly where they've come from. I don't recall seeing them. I know one of them, the actresses, is the wife of the creator of the show, Theo, Thea, Theo. She's fantastic. It's well acted. Basically, the events that occurred at this house when they were kids has come back to haunt them. And the show is really big on focusing on how grief can create the horrors that are in our life. So there's paranormal stuff. There's family conflict. There's um, deals with... Uh, sexuality, deals with drug use, all of it tying to this house that has played a part in their lives since they were kids to now they're adults and something that drives them back to the house. That's all I'm going to tell you. You need to experience it yourself. It's only 10 episodes. So the story is well told within 10 episodes. It's not drug out, no boring episodes. One of my favorite, ep my favorite episode of the whole, ep of the whole season, because there might be a second, don't know, of this whole series was episode six. It is the episode that featured, was made up by like four long takes. Like the first 16 minutes of that episode is one camera shot, one camera take. No cuts, no edits. The camera's constantly going, they never cut. The actors know their lines. It's like you're watching a live play where the actors didn't just have to know a certain amount of lines before the camera cut. They had to know the entire 16 minutes of script to make this scene work. It is a pure filmmaking genius. It is so well done. If anything, episode six is marvelous. It's cinematic gold. Just wanted you to see that. So, The Haunting of Hill House. That is one to watch. Haunting of Hill House, that's one. These guys finished their breakfast and they're already starting to move north and shore. Next, that I started, is Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Now, you probably heard of it. You're probably thinking, oh, it's the remake of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Nay, you're 20% you're right, okay? Because they're both based off the same comic story that existed in Archie Comics. Now, there was Sabrina the Teenage Witch back in the 60s. Then they made the TV show for TGIF days back in the late, eight, late 90s. After that, Archie Comics, when they took their dark turn with their Riverdale comic series, did the same thing with her and made Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. It's a darker take. It's a darker witchcraft-involved take on Sabrina Spellman. So, we now have the show. The creator of the comics, of uh, the CEO of Archie Comics, and the creator of both Riverdale and Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is the same person that's behind both TV shows. Now, Riverdale is on CW, so there's some limita limitations you got there. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is on Netflix. And while the rating, they say, is still TV-14, I'm a little surprised that it's TV-14 because they they enjoy their Netflix freedom on this show. 
it goes so much farther than Sabrina the Teenage Witch did. The elements that they talk about in the show would have never, never got past ABC in the 90s on TGIF. There's no way this would work in between Full House, Step by Step, Family Matters, Boy Meets World. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It would not fit. But the show is fantastic. So well done. It doesn't have any barriers. They, they don't hide the fact that these are dark witches, okay? That they pray to the Dark Lord, that they will say praise Satan or praise Lucifer like it's praise God. I thoroughly enjoy that because it shows us their angle, their side. They're not trying to hide things or play things like safe in the story. They're putting it all out there. There's pentagrams, there's stars, there's goat heads. It's all there. And it's showing both religions, by the way. And it's showing the hypocrisies in both religions. So it's really well done there. Sabrina's stuck in the middle because she's approaching her 16th birthday. Her 16th birthday falls on Halloween. And on that 16th birthday, a witch decides, in her case, she's half mortal, half witch. So on her 16th birthday, she has to decide if she wants to live fully as a witch under the Dark Lord or fully as a mortal human being. Sabrina is deciding to do both. She wants to be witch and she wants to be mortal. And this causes conflicts in the coven. Hence, your story continues. It's really well done, really enjoy it. Um, it stars, her name is Kieran Shipka. She played Don Draper's daughter in Mad Men. She's fantastic. Now, those of you who are expecting a Melissa Joan Hart, no, no, we're getting darker again. This is gonna be darker stuff. She nails it so well. Uh, you also have Miranda Otto and Lucy Davis, I believe her name is, as Aunts Hilda and Zelda. Um, Aunt Zelda, that's Miranda Otto, yeah. Aunt Zelda, you've seen her from shows like Homeland. Uh, she's on 24 as well. Uh, Aunt Hilda, Lucy Davis, you remember her from Shaun of the Dead and the original British version of The Office. So, very good. Uh, again, on episode seven, probably gonna finish it tonight or tomorrow night. So far, really enjoying it. It's, it's got dark humor. It's got a lot of creepiness to it. It's got a lot of dark angles to it. Again, it takes place around Halloween. So, perfect time to watch this show is right now. Those of you wondering, the cat Salem, he is involved. He's there. They do him differently because it's kind of corny with the showing a cat's mouth moving. But they make it work, and it's really well done. So, if you got time, if you're away from your kids, or if you don't care if your kids see it, The Haunting of Hill House, Chilling Adventures, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, both on Netflix, both are fantastic. These shows are the reason I have not gotten to Daredevil yet, which is another show I think would be great to watch during Halloween. I haven't got there yet. Once we finish Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, I'll be right onto Daredevil. I'll be caught up in the comic book industry when it comes to Netflix TV shows, the ones we have left anyway. Luke? Iron? What? Anyway, so that concludes my show today since I did start a little early. I'm going to give you a heads up tomorrow night on our Monday night show of the Capeless Crusaders. We'll be going over my homework, a reading assignment that I instituted upon my brothers and sisters in the Crusader Coven. We're not, a, we're not a coven. I take that back. We'll be reading my favorite female hero in comic books. The first character I read that was not 
superhero related. Nope. We're going this Cassie hack. That's right. We're going the story hack slash my first maniac. Uh, it was a trade that details Cassie Hack's first uh, first encounter with a slasher after the issue with her mother. So it's before she meets Vlad, her sidekick. It's her on her own. It's the first maniac she's ever met and gone face to face with. I believe it takes place during Halloween. I don't remember exactly. But I have the Crusaders reading this and tomorrow night on our show, they're gonna discuss what they thought of Tim Seeley's Hackslash My First Maniac. So that's tomorrow night, right here on this channel, twitch.tv slash the Capeless Crusaders. Tune in tomorrow night. We'll be talking about Cassie Hack, my heroine. So, that's what I have for you today on the last Halloween-themed episode of the year of Sunday Coffee with the Azorian one. So, you got some reading to do. You got Batman the Haunted Night. Batman the Long Halloween. Batman Dark Victory. And then just throw in Hack Slash My First Maniac. You got TV shows to watch, TV shows and movies. You got Freeform showing you plenty of family-friendly Halloween-related movies, including Hocus Pocus almost every hour and The 700 Club at 8 o'clock. Because Pat Robertson is a scary individual. For grown-ups, you've got the, haunt, the Haunting the haunting of Hill House and Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, both on Netflix. Both are available right now as we speak. If you're home alone, pop them in now. If the kids are around, wait till nap time. Whatever you can do, watch those, read those, and enjoy the last few days before Halloween, because I will be. I'll be watching everything scary I can watch, everything possible. When these boys are asleep, it's nothing but a scare fest in this living room. That's how I like it. That's how I want it. I wish Halloween was a, a week long. Doesn't matter, actually, because I start celebrating on October 1st, so whatever. That's also a lie. I start celebrating August 1st. Anyway, don't mind me. Enjoy these last few days leading up to Halloween. If you celebrate Dia de los Muertos, enjoy Dia de los Muertos. That will be the first and the second. And then November 3rd, we can start debating on whether or not it's too early to play Christmas music or not. November 3rd is usually my day. <laughs> anyway, happy Halloween. Have fun. Be safe. Have a great time. Watch all the ghoulish things you can. All right? Take care, everybody.